Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Members Podcast. My name is Henry Jennings, filling in for Marcus Padley. All right, well, today, as always, this is general advice only, so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights. It's coming up to 11 o'clock on Wednesday, the 22nd of March. And so far this morning, it's been a pretty strong start. We're up around 1%, 69 points or seven to 7,025, uh, which is pretty good considering we opened uh, around uh, 69.65. We have had a high of 7,032, so just slightly off our highs as we uh, go to air with this podcast. Of course, the big news overnight, if it was big news, was the stability once again of the US markets. And we saw the Dow Jones push up 300-odd points, NASDAQ up around 1.6% doing well, and the S&P up around 1.3%. So we did see this stability continue. Uh, The Credit Suisse issue seems to be dying down, at least for the time being. In fact, UBS was up around 12% in European trade. So they may have snagged the bargain of the century, I suspect. Uh, We'll wait and see. It will take years before we finally know. But uh, certainly it does look as if so far the market has taken to the deal. The other interesting news last night was the oil price was better, up 2.2%. So we are seeing a little bit of confidence return back to the oil price. Uh, Having said that, the gold price did ease 2% as you would expect, given this burst of positivity. Of course, tonight is the night, as Rod Stewart would say, and we do get the FOMC meeting with Jerome Powell coming out Thursday morning, early our time, uh, to make his pronouncement on interest rates, widely expected now to be 25 basis points in the interest of not only financial stability, but price stability. So going kind of down the middle for diddle, in terms of that rise. It'll be interesting to hear his comments, but certainly last night Janet Yellen made some comments about backstopping and guaranteeing deposits for regional banks, and we did see First Republic, which has been part of the epicentre of this problem that we were encountering at the moment, uh, have a big run higher last night, up around 30-odd percent. Uh, It had fallen quite a long way, though, so you have to put that in perspective. Metals were a little bit wishy-washy. As far as our market goes, as I say, we're up around 70-odd points, around 1%. And as you would expect, the big winners in all of this so far today are the banking sector. Uh, we've got uh, the likes of Commonwealth Bank up 1.8%. And the other banks pretty much in line there. It's pretty much across the board. Macquarie lagging slightly up 1.5%. There was an article today in the AFR, which I talked about in the strategy piece this morning, looking at Macquarie and its big push into local mortgages and the big um, fifth place, I guess, in terms of local mortgages and how higher interest rates will have affected them, uh, not only in the mortgage market, but also in the amount of deals out there and the ability to compete with those higher rates in terms of uh, funds under management. So there are some issues uh, being raised in the press uh, regarding Macquarie. It still looks pretty good, I have to say. It's rallied around uh, 5% now from its lows. Uh, It did get down to around $168. Uh, Now we are back up to $176. So a fair rally there for Macquarie as the coast has cleared somewhat uh, for the investment banking scene. 
So that's good. Fund managers also doing okay today. Resources not too bad, with the exception of the hedge, which is the gold miners. Of course, we have seen some big moves in gold miners recently on the hedging uh, of uh, portfolios through the bullion price, which nearly hit uh, what couldn't hold 2000 US and certainly was pretty close to 3000 Aussie, which was an all time high, but it couldn't sustain it. And we have seen big losses in the gold miners today. Just remember that with a hedge, if you are playing the gold miners as a hedge, you do have to unwind your hedge at some stage, and that involves selling out of the hedge, i.e. the gold miners, and buying back into the instruments that you were worried about, which in most cases, I suspect, would have been the banking sector. So uh, maybe there's a little bit of unwinding of that hedge going on at the moment. US dollar and uh, US interest rates creeping back up again, the 10 years back up to 3.61. Futures at the moment in the, the US Globex market, not doing an awful lot. Dow futures pretty much unchanged. The other interesting part of the market today is the lithium space. We have seen falls in the lithium price, but the lithium stocks not doing too badly today. A little bit of buying creeping in there. Pilbara up 3.4%, probably the best of the bunch there, uh, although we have Alchem up 2.8%. So everything in the garden in resources is rosy, especially in the oil and gas sector. And we have seen that oil price perk up. Woodside's up 4.4%. So some buying in those at the moment. As far as uh, what's in the strategy today, just running through a few things, Macquarie being the focal point of that strategy piece today. Just looking at that, I know Marcus has his one stock portfolio. Now, I know some people have uh, emailed me and suggested that Macquarie is not the best stock to pick for the portfolio. Maybe a product like Gear would be better in terms of leverage to the market. Um, the, the point of the one-stock portfolio is it is better to know one stock really well, perhaps, and that is one theory, better to know one stock really well, perhaps, than 20 stocks that you've got in your portfolio, which could be brand names and that you may not have quite such a big handle on. And the idea being to trade Macquarie or any one stock that you feel that you know inside out uh, and beat the index benchmark uh, by trading just that one stock. Obviously, if you trade gear, uh, you're taking a bet on just one thing, which is the index, and that is leverage to that index. But it really negates the point to some extent of the one stock portfolio, which is to know one stock really, really well and use that as your um, investment thesis behind that. So a little bit today on Macquarie and uh, what's happening with them in the mortgage market, especially uh, because, as I say, uh, the AFR today, there is a bit of a tall poppy syndrome surrounding Macquarie, as always. It has been so successful that, um, of course, there are also detractors, always detractors in, uh, in that business model they have got. Uh, the tall poppy syndrome is alive and well. Also last night, just of interest, and it hadn't been something that I had thought about, I was on 2GB last night, and the caller before I came on air was a guy um, coincidentally named Henry from Queensland. It wasn't actually me under a different guise, but it was a guy called Henry from Queensland who was talking about the land tax bill he had been handed. Now, I recently got my land valuation uh, from the Surveyor General in New South Wales, and of course, uh, this was done in July 2022, so this was kind of peak 
or maybe even not quite peak, but certainly uh, when housing hadn't fallen in quite such a heap and land values do tend to be based on local property sales. So the price or the value of my land has jumped also inexplicably. So has the size of my plot, which is interesting to see. But uh, we won't argue with the land valuation on that. But certainly that uh, does affect rates. It also does affect land tax. And this guy in Queensland was talking about the big jump in land tax and how it would be impossible for him to pass on the cost or the full impost of that land tax. Also, we are seeing reports in the papers at the moment about um, property investors with loans to banks having to uh, satisfy new minimal minimum rental criteria and uh, also struggling maybe to refinance, which could also put some pressure on the housing market and, of course, could put some pressure on the banks. But for today, that is well and truly forgiven and forgotten because we're not looking at those sorts of problems at the moment. We're looking at a relief rally in the banking sector, but certainly something to bear in mind. It is not just about the looming mortgage cliff in terms of those fixed rate mortgages. There is also the other problem of land tax increases, valuation increases as well. In other news on the strategy piece today, just looking at the Bank of America survey, which comes out on a monthly basis, uh, the risks indicator surged to 7.7, which is the highest since November 22, and the largest month-over-month increase since March 2022, which you'll remember was a month after Russia went into Ukraine. And counterparty risk was up to the highest since May 2020. Credit risk perception has risen to its highest since October 2022, and cash levels rose to 5.5%. Bearing in mind that in our portfolios that we have in the strategy section, our cash level is around 40-odd percent. Uh, These guys are talking about a 5.5% cash level uh, as they are so worried about the market. So 40% is a very extremely uh, high cash weighting. Still pretty happy with our stocks that we have in the strategy portfolio in terms of ETFs going relatively well. The NASDAQ 100 seems to be going quite well at the moment. NASDAQ really doing very well currently. Part of the reason is, of course, the bond yields have come down. Secondly, is we have seen that cost-cutting start in uh, tech stocks in terms of sacking people, uh, laying people off, and getting those costs under control and that cost focus. And the other issue, I think, is what's occurring is the AI chatbot. If you remember back in 2007, the iPhone arrived with a bang into the world and, and really changed an awful lot of technology and and brought about some significant changes in our behavior. It does appear that the AI chatbot arrival is relatively similar in some respects because of the, the change that it could bring. And technology companies are obviously embracing this. And we are seeing some sort of I wouldn't say tech fever around it, but certainly it is uh, it is creating an environment where tech stocks have got a little bit of a USP at the moment, and the market seems to be liking that. Bear in mind as well that if you look at the S&P 500, I think 13% of the index now is Apple and Microsoft. So clearly those two guys will be at the forefront of this AI chatbot revolution. And as a result, uh, tech at the moment seems to be quite trendy and in vogue. So that's something to bear in mind as well today. 
In the small cap portfolio stuff, I've just been talking about gold and how to be a little bit more unemotional, I guess, about gold. It is just another commodity. We do get very emotional about gold, whether that's because of Auric Goldfinger from the 60s and James Bond, or whether just because of history has shown us that gold is that valuable and scarce commodity. But we do get more emotional about gold than many other commodities. And really and truly, at the end of the day, it is just another commodity. It costs you X to dig it up, and it costs, and you get Y when you sell it. And we have had, as I say, uh, some record high prices in Aussie dollar terms for bullion recently. But yet some of the gold miners still struggling a little bit. Evolution is one of those. They have had some rain issues, of course, uh, which hasn't really helped them. But certainly they have been struggling uh, to some extent. And even the majors uh, have been uh, hardly going nuts compared to where the gold price has been recently. So uh, maybe you need to pick the eyes out a little bit of the gold stocks, look at the miners and look at those all in sustaining costs and look at the margin that they have on the sale of their product, which is the important thing there rather than the emotion of just gold. Well, that's about it. As I say, the market is up around 1%. Here we are at about 11 o'clock. I'm on Ausbiz at 12 o'clock talking a bunch of stocks, not very exciting stocks, I must admit, but there are one or two interesting ones in there. People in is one of those that looks interesting, and Kelsian as well, which is a, a bus company and also does uh, cruise ships and uh, not cruise ships, but ferries more uh, and sort of the Captain Cook side of the cruise ship industry. Uh, but Kelsian does look quite interesting, I have to say. They have recently raised a lot of money and they are making a big play in the US with the wonderfully named All Aboard America bus company there, uh, which looks to be quite an interesting acquisition. Uh, That's why they're raising the money. So that may have some potential there. Good to see as well uh, that Appen, which I have spoken about in the small cap portfolio once or twice as one of those stocks that could be of benefit or could be benefiting from the AI chatbot thing because of the amount of data they have. They are pivoting, as they say in all the best places they are pivoting uh, with a strategic review under way at the moment new ceo we're due to get more on that in may but the stock's up 4.6 percent today it has been quietly holding firm and chugling a little bit higher uh, during this uh, current maelstrom so that might be one to keep an eye on certainly going forward but apart from that not much on the corporate front today the uh, nothing like the uh, wailu takeover attempt of um, Mincor, which uh, has actually gone higher today, they're up another 2.2% at $1.51. The price there, $140, cents, $1.41 from Wailu. Of course, IGO, a potential um, suitor there as well. They have around 7% of Mincor. So it could be that we do get a bit, bit of a takeover battle happening there. Uh, but apart from that, not a lot of corporate news out there. Uh, Monodelphus has won some... Uh, some $125 million worth of contracts. National Storage has uh, been doing a capital raise, $325 million in equity, uh, which will be done by City and JP Morgan. That's top-up equity. And we've also seen Do numbers out, which were uh, pretty good in the big scheme of things uh, for a retailer, certainly benefiting from the boom in overseas travel again. Lots of people out there buying their... Um, Backpacks and travel packs, but the stock price has not moved 
but it is all about banks really today. A little bit of interest in those lithium stocks and the fallers have been the gold stocks. Well, that's it from me. Looking forward to the members' night in Sydney tonight. We've got about 60 people coming, which will be really exciting. Uh, Will Bird, our new CEO, will be joining me in Sydney to help out with the duties and hopefully pay the bill at the end. So I'm looking forward to that and uh, really looking forward to meeting those of you that do come to Sydney tonight, and we'll be doing more of these as we progress through the year. Have a great day, and as always, may the trading gods be with you.